the original community. This is the front page on Radio Free 102.3 KJLH. A lot of people will be marching today because the grand jury convenes tomorrow on the Trayvon Martin case, and many people want to make the case that charges need to be filed as they've been doing since his death with marches and rallies and the like. During this whole conversation, as always, I make comments. Let it be known where I'm coming from. I have been very critical of two particular actions. One, Spike Lee tweeting the address of some people he thought uh, were the parents of uh, should be homicide uh, perpetuator I say should be because he hasn't been charged. George Zimmerman turned out it was the wrong address. Spike Lee paying out a bundle in a settlement for sending a bunch of people or threats or whatever their way. Also been critical of the new Black Panther Party down there in Florida for their much publicized move of placing a bounty, a so-called bounty, on the of George Zimmerman for his capture and uh, actually been contacted by some folks locally here in LA from another party, Freedom Riders, saying why are you talking about us? I let them know, no, I wasn't talking about you, but specifically um, we're being joined right now on the phone by Malik Zulu-Shabazz. He's an attorney. He's the national chairman of the new Black Panther Party. Uh, whose formal name is a new Black Panther Party for Self-Defense. They're a political organization founded in Dallas, Texas in 1989. Uh, even despite their name, they're not the official successor to the Black Panther Party. Original Black Panther Party members have made that clear. Um, but they are a national organization, an international organization with chapters around the world, more than 60 chapters, and Malik Zulu-Shabazz is also the executive director, I believe is the title, of Black Lawyers for Justice. Malik Zulu-Shabazz, welcome to the front page. Uh, good morning, Sister Dominique. Thank you for having me on. Well, it's great to have you on. I appreciate. You know, I I I gotta say this about uh, yourself as well as the um, the local group here, the Freedom Riders. I love it when people have an issue with me when they bring it to me, rather than just talk 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 at the barbershop on the street to their mama. Bring it to the source. I love that, and so I appreciate your contacting me and saying, you know, let's talk about this. Yes, and I'm happy to speak on this subject this morning and our family there the black riders liberation party under the leadership of my brother general taco we are family and before we get started we want everybody to understand that we are part of the black family and part of that new generation of struggle that you who are listening and mothers and fathers and elders have yearned for well, I want to first start with how you see 
the role of the new Black Panther Party. What is your goal? What are you doing? You know, as I pointed out, um, some of the original Black Panthers have been very critical. And in, in that, I wondered, well, why not just start, make another name, make your own organization? Why call yourself the new something when the old something doesn't want you to be the new something of that? <laughs> and you know that I'm a strong black man. No doubt. I don't like being around anybody or that doesn't want me. But let me explain my history and explain how I got to be able to come on your show in this capacity as the chairman of the party. I am a student of a great black man who is a minister and leader in Los Angeles. His name is Dr. Khalid Abdul Muhammad. And he was the former national spokesman for Minister Louis Farrakhan. And he is one of the greatest teachers and organizers of our era. I'm talking about Dr. Khalid Muhammad. I am from Los Angeles, and I went to Howard University undergrad and Howard University School of Law, where I was a student activist, student organizer, student revolutionary. I read Minister Malcolm X and loved Minister Malcolm. I heard the voice of Kwame Ture, who originally is at, the, is at the base of the starting of the Panther Party. I heard Kwame Ture or Stokely Carmichael at Howard University. I brought Minister Louis Farrakhan uh, to, to the campus. Uh, and Dr. Leonard Jeffries and others. Dr. Yusuf Benyakin, and I'm a student of all of these greats. And so in my process of doing what we say we want our young people to do, which is... Uh, to, uh, as, as college students, we say to assume your role and responsibility as a college student and give back to our community. We want our young people to be involved in the uh, elevation of our people. That's how I came involved with the movement. And eventually, after being a student of Dr. Khalid Muhammad for many years, through the Million Youth March in New York, etc., when he passed from amongst us, uh, I was given the charge of maintaining the new Black Panther Party. But you know, uh, um, Malik Zulu Shabazz. I mean, you now we know more about you, which is great. But you still haven't answered my question of why take on that name? Because Khalid, Khalid Muhammad was. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish my question. Khalid Muhammad was not a member of the Black Panther Party. Louis Farrakhan was not a member of the Black Panther Party. Why not be the New Nation of Islam or the new? You know what I'm saying? I mean, that could let me, be. Let me explain this. Neither of us, Dr. Khalid Muhammad nor I, uh, were members of the new a new Black Panther Party when it began. It began in '89 not so coincidentally upon the passing of the great and the honorable Dr. Comrade Huey P. Newton. And because, the, the, because there were many at that time when the new Black Panther Party started in 89 who loved the Black Panthers from the 1960s, but they had become destroyed through the diabolical counterintelligence program. They had been wiped out. I wouldn't say wiped out. Well, Weakened. Had been large by the time 1989 came, ma'am. Certainly, the Black Panther Party. There are Party still Black Panthers that are that are, but there. Yeah, but there are still Black Panthers working as attorneys, working as lawmakers, working as community organizers. And we respect them and honor them. But I'm just explaining to you the history, ma'am. I was not there. This was started by Aaron Michaels 
and David Foreman in 1989. Eleven years later, or really eight years later, at the time of an assassination attempt on Dr. Khalid Muhammad, they came to the defense of him. And so what I'm telling you is that they loved the struggle, and they loved the path, and they wanted to continue the legacy. And I'm here to tell you that many, Bob, like Bob Brown, Mukasa Ricks, others who are on this telephone who are also a part of the founding of the Panther Party in Lowndes County, Alabama, have helped us and our advisors and are with us. But I would not say it's true that the original Panther Party rejects us. Many out there with our cousins, the Black Riders, many of the Panthers from the 60s are with us as well. So I say don't believe the hype, Dominique. Well, for me, it's not hype. I've heard it from the mouths of people who I know who are former Panthers. But I don't want to get into that. I mean, anybody has a right to call themselves anything they want to. So I don't want to get into an extended conversation about that. I love Marvin Gaye. I can call myself Marvin Gaye if I want to. Well, I can so I call myself the new Marvin Gaye if I want to. Dominique. The point of the matter here is not the label or the name. What you have here is a young man. And you have brothers and sisters who are organized across this country and in Africa and in Europe are dedicated to the liberation of our people, dedicated to the better education and to the defense of our people. We have what you ask for. You ask for a new generation that's not apathetic and dedicated to fighting the critical issues of our day, and that you have, and that's good news for everybody that's listening. Malik Zulu Shabazz is our guest. We are taking your phone calls, 520-KJLH, 520-5554. He's an attorney. He's also the national chairman of the new Black Panther Party. And, uh, you know, we can uh, circle back around because, of course, there's lots of questions and lots of conversation. But I want to fast forward to Trayvon Martin because that's what started this conversation that we're having today. Uh, In Florida... uh, your, I guess your affiliate there in Florida issued a bounty, if you will, of $10,000 for the capture of George Zimmerman, the killer of Trayvon Martin. And I've been critical of that. I felt like it created a distraction. I felt like it gave uh, people like Bill O'Reilly fodder for undermining uh, the real, um, the just cause of the family of Trayvon Martin and the people that were marching in support of him. What's your response to that? My response is that we have always had two different traditions and different traditions of struggle. And in our traditions of struggle, there were those that pleaded for the that for justice in the face of injustice and hoped that the vote and hoped that uh, the police would do their job. It's not hoping. People are marching. People are organizing. People are raising. But but, but wait a minute. To to characterize it as hoping is inaccurate. There's marching. There's community organizing. There's fundraising. There are legal challenges. Well, there are a variety of things, sister. And if you're talking about the Black Panther Party, certainly they represent the broad range and the tapestry of variety. Right now I'm talking about the Trayvon Martin. Right here in California. Let's go back. Let's rewind Right now I'm talking about the organization around the Trayvon Martin case. Let me talk and let me explain. It's conversation. Because everything that Huey P. Newton and Eldridge Cleaver and Geronimo Pratt did in the 1960s, they were heavily criticized. By persons that had a similar line like yourself. You don't know my line. You've only talked to me. You've only 
you talk to me for five minutes? You don't know my line. That is in that legal study mode like Dr. Huey P. Newton, who studied law intently, and it was not a bounty that the Panther Party put on George Zimmerman. Well, so, th- so, so why didn't Mr. Muhammad say that on CNN? Let me explain. If it wasn't a bounty, why didn't he explain that on CNN? Because uh, he didn't. Let me explain right now, miss. Let me explain something. You are uh, talking about the, the reason that the circumstance came about is because the authorities still to this day outrageously have refused to arrest Zimmerman. True. The main point is that Zimmerman has gone over a month and a half and is a fugitive virtually on the loose. A man that has murdered an unarmed black man and has been uh, 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 left without justice. And so any effort coming for us from us has to be looked at in the context that it's an effort to pressure the authorities to do their job. And what you say has been a distraction actually has been our effort as a primary factor in forcing them to now convene this grand jury tomorrow and bring him to justice. So what we have done is we shifted the tables and forced the authorities to do their job, and we should be commended for that. That grand jury was already scheduled before the um, I don't know what you call it you say it's not a bounty they said it was a bounty on CNN and I didn't hear anyone from the new Black Panthers who were on the air at that time correct it but I felt I feel like you know you can say yeah there's always been more militant and more moderate strands in any movement particularly black um, the black civil rights struggle in this country but sometimes you can do things that seem to undermine the goals of everybody, regardless of what their so-called line is. And that's why I felt that did. I felt like it just gave fuel to Bill O'Reilly. I was beginning to wonder if Bill O'Reilly put up the 10 grand. We have to have justice. We can't just, there's no history of, of tradition of struggle in this country where we, where we merely waited on the Bull Connors and the George Wallaces of society. No to one's talking justice. about waiting. No one's yeah, talking about Martin waiting. Martin Luther King was a man who fought justice. That's right. Um, Malik Zulu Shabazz, we have a lot of people that want to talk to you on the phone. Do you mind if we go to the phones? Come on. Let's do it. Let's go to Tony calling from Alhambra. Tony, you're on with Malik Zulu Shabazz of the new Black Panther Party. Good morning. Oh, good morning. Good morning, Dominique. Good morning, uh, Mr. Shabazz. Um, I want to salute you, mister. Um, You're a very courageous man in what you're trying to do. Um, You're going to have a lot of naysayers. People want to attack you. But keep up the good work, mister. Um, Dominique, I'm disappointed with you. You're no Harriet Tubman. If anything, you would try to, you'd be the people trying to convince Harriet Tubman not to do what she did. You're always trying to pacify black people and try to get us to be soft. I don't like How do I want you to be soft, Tony? Well, well, that book, man, you've been criticizing the Be specific. Well, there's many cases. I can't be here all, all day doing it. No, but just give me been, one specific example. Whenever black people are under attack, you're always trying to get us to be calm and all this stuff. When this guy is really trying to tell you what to do, and I think he's so, Tony, guy. you really feel like putting a. What do you, if, Mr. Shabazz, you don't call it a bounty. What do you call uh, it? It was a reward for a legal citizen's arrest. Uh, well, Shabazz, then why uh, did the flyer uh, say capture? So, Tony, you think that's the, the answer? Yeah, Put up a reward? Wait, let, 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 let me let, let, me let, let oh, Mr. Wait, hold on. Let Tony respond, and then you can do your smear, because I see where you're going with that. I, uh, Tony? Go ahead. Hello? Yeah. Hello? 
So you yeah. think putting up a reward is the way to go? That's even though the family of Trayvon Martin has asked that we don't do that. You think that's the way to go? You asking me that question? Yeah, I'm asking you that question. I'm not asking my I, I mother. Think, I think I think it's right. The bottom line is, Dominic, I think that you're just a, a passive aggressive person who wants to um, weaken black people for some reason. This guy okay. is doing a good thing. So that's why I get good. up every morning to come here and bring you different voices because I want to weaken black people. Oof. A lot of work weakening black people. Uh, Malik Zulu Shabazz, you're asking me why I care about Zimmerman, which is a really disingenuous question. I care about us doing the right thing and not sinking to his level. Um, let me let me let me let me be clear here. This is a uh, first of all, Trayvon Martin's family speaks with us through their means all the time. They are with us. Matter of fact, actually thankful for helping to push this case in a position where it has finally reached a point where this uh, criminal, George Zimmerman, can be charged and brought to justice. And then we stay hard with pressure on this trial so this man gets the kind of justice through the legal system that he deserves. And so I really don't think the focus here on that can be construed negatively towards us. Again, uh, we're out here to put pressure on the system. You know, many of the legal, people that you... We're out here to put legal pressure and political pressure on the system so that we can get some kind of justice. So while we, I don't see us being made out as the enemy, as the, as, as, uh, as the right path here. No one said you were the enemy. I question your, your tactics. Sometimes I think whether it's intentional or unintentional, we play into the hands of the opposition. And that's well, and well, to, that, that is here? my analysis of exactly what you guys have done with this reward. Well, I can tell you, let me tell you this, that's not our only program there. Our program is multifaceted. I am uh, an attorney who also heads the organization Black Lawyers for Justice. I fight on behalf of political prisoners. I'm a victim's rights attorney and fight many cases and trials of police abuse and police murder against our people and discrimination. And so in a couple of weeks, on the 21st in Sanford, Florida, I host a major legal rights forum in Florida for the people of Sanford, Florida, informing them on and instructing them on their legal rights and how to properly go about uh, uh, fighting discrimination and racism in Florida. The New Black Panther Party is hosting uh, community defense training and patrolling the community in Florida and organizing the community for self-defense because the neo-Nazis, as you have all read, are patrolling in Florida right now, and somebody has to be has to take on the job of organizing the people. That's a job that only we can do. Um, Malik so, Zulu Shabazz. So let you know that we have a program of action that is bigger than just one part that you're focusing on. Right, and and a legitimate but, organization. Okay, you got to let me talk too, because it's my show, um, Mr. Shabazz. You you rightly mentioned the fact that these neo-Nazi groups are now patrolling Sanford, which some people may not be aware of. You say you're organizing community resistance to that. What does that look like? What does it mean? What are you doing? It means, it means that, my sister, we must have a ministry of, of defense in the black community. Okay, but Before specifically, what that, are you... Let me get to a critical point. I don't... I, I, ju I just... If you could just answer my question, and then I, you can get to any critical point you want. I just want to know, what do you do when someone like that comes to town and starts... What you do... Or comes do out of their, their closet. Have, uh, patrols, and you have to have an organizational structure 
that is trained to observe, that is trained to monitor, that is trained to secure our communities. And it's a heck of a job and a heck of a challenge that, that the civil rights leadership cannot meet. And we are, we are prepared for that, and it's very challenging for us to organize a town to defend themselves against overt racists and neo-Nazis. Which is horrendous. I mean, one Fox News outlet called this neo-Nazi group a civil rights organization, which gives us an idea here in California of the climate that you're actually dealing with there in Florida, which I don't know that we always have a sense of. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a, in, in California, where I'm from, we can become deluded to the harsh realities of racism in the South and in the East. Well, and this is part of the South, believe it or not, Southern California. My opinion, you said you wanted to make a critical point. Why don't you do that I before I go to the to next black phone call? black women and mothers and elders who are on the line, that the spirit of this conversation, you must understand that you have a black man and other black men, but there are also many women with us. But I'm talking about black men now who are very uncomfortable with seeing black women crying in the face of injustice and seeing our mothers and our elders being mistreated under a system of justice, of injustice. And we as black men don't stand up to give them women comfort that there is a man on the scene that can protect our nation and our people and fight for us. And that is the main motivation is we don't like seeing our women out here being mishandled and thrown around by the white man and white society. And there's not some black men who are going to stand up to help to organize and defend our people legally and politically and otherwise. Malik Zulu Shabazz, what is the white man? The white system of uh, police. Of uh, you would say it's the government and its system. Of, if you want to look on an international level, it's imperialism, it's Zionism, it's colonialism, it's what you call Western hegemony or American exceptionalism. So you're it's actually the you're, criminal injustice system that incarcerates our. So you're talking about a system. You're not necessarily talking about individual race. Robs our people. Uh, it is an educational system that blinds our people. That is the general term that we use when we say the white man. Let's go to Chuck from L.A. Chuck, you're on with Malik Zulu Shabazz. Yeah, how you doing, Dominique? And, and to, to your guest, you know, you answered, uh, brother, you answered my question. I was wondering about your reaction to those uh, neo-Nazis that are going to be patrolling the streets of Florida. But I also want to tell you, you know, I understand where you're coming from, my man. I hear you. So just beat the drum. I know some of the words and statements that uh, the New Panthers uh, might say might seem a little extreme, but I, I'm, I'm right with you. I hear you. So Thank care. you, brother. All right. Let's go to Kevin, City of Commerce. Kevin, you're on with Malik Zulu Shabazz on the front page. Welcome. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Dominique. Morning. All right, Derek. Uh, good morning there, sir. Good morning. Good morning, All my right, dear Derek. brother. Well, you know, uh, I just want to know, are we going to, like, um, put the same effort of this black-on-black crime? I'm not really, I'm concerned about George Zimmerman there, sir. But, and I do, agree, you know, I, I, I you're, 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 excuse me, I'm at work, you're, you're, you're party and stuff, but it's the black-on-black uh, -black crime that goes on unchecked. 
But, you know, there's no snitch policy that, that goes on through our community and stuff. And I, I feel like we're more a threat against each other than, than a Gerard Zimmerman. That's just my own personal view, brother. And I do commend some of the tactics. I might not agree with some of the tactics you, you, you know, you're, you're taking, but, but maybe someone has to take it. You know, but I see it's more of our own kind being a more threat. What, remember what, a couple weekends ago, 12 black people got shot in Chicago. That got, you know, but that wasn't George Zimmerman. That was our own kind there. You know, attack on a community like this and maybe help some of these single mothers are out there raising some of these young boys who don't know how to act like men. And I know that's the stem of the problem there. Uh, you know, our men are not stepping up being fathers to their sons and stuff. And we need to attack that problem. And I believe that, and, and two, teach our young people how to address the police when they come. The yes, so, so we can, so the yes, sir, no, sir, so they can live another day there. So, but I do agree with some of your tactics you, you, you were using, but I wish we just attack our own neighborhood the same way, sir. Well, and my, my brother, you are correct. And I agree with you. And I need to let you know that I, on a regular basis, work with young black men in the so-called ghettos of America to reform them and to rehabilitate them and to take them through the daily trials and tribulations that they go through in order to take them from manhood and to uh, uh, take them to manhood and to fatherhood. And certainly we would be hypocritical if we just focused on the outrage of the of the racial killing of Trayvon Martin, and we ignored all the other Trayvons and Ravons and Taekwons that are out here in the cities of America and that are dying at the hands of other young black men. Certainly we have been working, I have, and the organizations I'm affiliated with, and many other good brothers and sisters here, we work in the communities uh, amongst the Crips and the Bloods to bring them out of genocide and fratricide and to bring them uh, to a better way of life. This has been our history and this has been my history. I do nothing but work with what we call, coming off this weekend, what we call the resurrection of the dead. Got it. Uh, you know... There's been a lot of conversation about tactics here, and you're talking about, uh, you know, many people calling to support the tactics, which I don't, I just don't agree with. Um, I'm going to say specifically, I don't agree with a reward for the capture of a person, because I really feel like if any group, but particularly any group that call itself the white something or other, was putting out a reward for the capture of any black person, we would be outraged. I know that we have a different history. I understand that. I don't feel like we should be using, sinking to the level of people like George Zimmerman who feel they can take the law into their own hands. And if we learn anything from the history of the original Black Panther Party and the COINTELPRO program in this country, it is that many times the people that are using extreme tactics, although it may sound glamorous and the media loves to give it a lot of press, do end up undermining. And many times we find out later they were working for the opposite side. Not saying that that is the case with you, but can you at least consider the fact that sometimes these tactics 
Did it have the opposite effect of what you hoped they would have? Okay, are you listening? Yes, yes, sir. I've been listening all morning. Because I'm going to say this, as Dr. Collett said, one time and one time only on this show, Dominique, is that we keep going back to this point uh, on what we, which is not extreme. You're talking about here the legal standard for a citizen's arrest in Florida, which is to have probable cause that a felony has been committed and to have reasonable certainty and evidence of that fact. And here, as we heard from the 911 tapes, you know, the, the, what they call your stand-your-ground law cannot be availed when one is the aggressor. Clearly from the 911 tapes, George Zimmerman was the aggressor. So Clearly. he could not have been determined by the police at that time to be availing himself of the stand-your-ground defense law. There was no way he should have been released from that police station and let back go let go back into the public. True. And what I'm trying to tell you in finality here is only because he was released improperly and illegally, only because the police violated the law and did not bring him into custody, did we have to come on the scene and advocate the proper legal position. Our position is not extreme. It was the position that should have been taken. He should be arrested. We only wanted to force the authorities to bring him to be arrested, and that we have done, and that we should be commended for. Well, he for. hasn't been arrested yet. That we should be commended for, because other than that, justice was not being done. 5.43 in the morning. Uh, we'll continue with Malik Zulu Shabazz. 5.43, we're up against a break here. More straight ahead. It's the front page. You can call us, 520-KJLH, 520-5554. Mr. Malik Zulu-Shabazz, an attorney and the national chairman of the new Black Panther Party, is our guest. If you want to reach him, you can go to shabazzspeaks.org or newblackpanther.com. Shabazzspeaks.org or newblackpanther.com. More straight ahead. Total Talk Expression, Radio Free, 102.3 KJLH. The original from University. This is The Front Page on Radio Free, 102.3, KJLH. The Front Page, Radio Free, 102.3, KJLH. KJLH. It's the front page. 548 in the morning. Malik Zulu Shabazz is our guest. 520-KJLH. 520-5554. The number to call if you have a question, comment, or conversation. Malik Zulu Shabazz is an attorney. He's the national chairman of the New Black Panther Party. And uh, you can find him online at ShabazzSpeaks.org. Before the break, uh, you were explaining 
as you say, one time and one time only. Um, I'm going to ask you, if you would, to keep your responses uh, brief so we can get to a lot of calls. But I just want to... Certainly, I will. I just want to clarify, um, you said, uh, and I'm sure that some of the misinformation regarding what your goals were may be purposely perpetrated by the media. You said you were calling for the legal citizen's arrest of George Zimmerman under Florida law. That's an accurate legal statement. Okay, I just want to be clear so that everyone knows what we're talking about. That's certainly not how it was presented in the press. And Mr. Muhammad, your Florida chair, did not clarify that when I saw him on CNN. So I'm glad that you're here. Because certainly I would support a legal citizen's arrest of Mr. George Zimmerman. And I, I even more support a police arrest and him being in jail, but that doesn't seem to be happening. But that means we're not only on the front page, we're on the same page. Uh, certainly in some respects I could say that's true. Um, you know, we, we may disagree on other things, but on that point, given the way you've stated it, yes, I would support the legal citizen's arrest of George Zimmerman. Sounds a little dangerous since the man may be armed still. What does justice look like to you, Malik Zulu Shabazz? What does justice look like to you in this case, in the Trayvon Martin case? Uh, in this case, I think that this is a, um, it's a capital punishment case, although I am against the death penalty as it is applied to black people and it's in this country, I would say certainly here that it's obviously a murder case and it's obviously a hate crime case and it should carry the appropriate penalties. Um, I think this is there's no defense here for George Zimmerman. I think he has a. I think the, the when the voice analysts of the voice tapes clearly come out, you will find that there's a racial slur on that tape. I think uh, George Zimmerman was warned by the police to stay away from Trayvon. I think he hunted down Trayvon from his preconceived uh, stereotype of black men. And I think uh, justice would carry the appropriate penalties. Uh, and, and so, you know, as he has done to others, now legally it will be done to him. You know, I, I want to ask you this, and, and then we'll zoom to these phones. I want to ask you this just as an attorney. Why, and I've asked this to other attorneys, why, why couldn't they just arrest him and hold him on lesser charges until they could bring a homicide charge if they didn't feel they had the evidence? Because I mean, all the information reports that, his, uh, that he's the grandson of a judge. I thought he was the son of, but the point Probably is, the son of a judge. Yeah, the son of a magistrate. And I've read, I've read a lot of reports about that online. So, so we would have had to assume that they knew that when they went there because, honestly... He was in training also. You got to understand he was also in training. And you must also understand we have first-hand information as we are close to the residents of Sanford of how they have a double standard of treatment of black people all the time. And so frequently the police are That's biased. That's not just Sanford. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah, L.A. Yeah, too. Frequently <laughs> the police... Now. 
are biased in that area, and you can see uh, uh, that they have collaborated with him. Right, but from a legal standpoint, if a client of yours refused to do what a 911 dispatcher said, they could be held for obstructing a police investigation, for example, right? I mean, there's lots there's no of different charges. If an African-American or a, or a black person under similar circumstances had shot and killed somebody that was unarmed and they would have been released, they would have found a way to hold us, and they find a way to hold us all the time. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna hit the phones, like I said, real quick before we have to pass the mic to Steve Harvey. Let's go to Vance from L.A. Good morning, Vance. You have the mic. Vance, Hello. hi, you're on. Hi, Dominique. Uh, love you, love you, love you. Uh, love you more. Just want to make real quick. I'll do this in ten seconds. Um, as far as the caller, I think his name was Tony or whatever, saying yeah. that she was passive. Uh, you just ignore that. That's absolutely ridiculous. He's obviously not a member of the university. And I'd like to say to Brother Shabazz, you stay strong, my brother. As far as I'm concerned, both of you are generals fighting on two different fronts to bring about justice for the black man, and I love it. So please, at some point tonight, let me know where I can give. I can't be out there in the march, but I can certainly send a check or send a wire. The same for you, Dominique. If there's money being raised for this cause, I want to participate, because I am so digging this conversation. I love you both. Please stay strong, and don't ever quit. God bless. And brother, you got a very positive spirit. Positive spirit. Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate the call. Uh, you can go to ShabazzSpeaks.org. You can go to DominiqueDeprima.com. Actually, we're, we are raising money for the... We have the link there, raising money for the family of Fred Martin, a young man um, with a baby on the way and an 8-year-old son who was killed in Inglewood last week while shielding his son from the bullets of an unknown assailant. They're setting up, they have a college fund they're setting up for the little one, the eight-year-old, who was grazed by a bullet but survived thanks mm. to the heroic actions of his father. Mm -hmm. uh, let's go to Michael from L.A. Michael, thank for, thanks for holding. You're on with Malik Zulu Shabazz. Michael? Yes. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. You got to well, talk now. Okay, what I want to expound on, I want to expound on the fact that, as the brother mentioned, you know, we have enough problems within the community, ourselves, you know, understand me, with the black-on-black -black violence. You know, um, daily I hear a lot of brothers in the streets saying, man, what are we going to do about this issue, man? man we gonna, when the riots is going to love me, that's the foolishness of it. And I tell them, I say, man, look, brother, when you want to speak on what we're going to do about the injustices that's been done to this brother that's been killed, senselessly, then you brothers need to stop perpetuate, perpetuating violence and stop going around claiming your hoods in the sense to where you want to kill another brother for no reason. But what we have to do as a people is understand that when we start treating each other, you understand me, with love and respect, then other folks will treat us with love and respect. This man would never have had the inkling of an idea of doing anything harmful to this brother if we didn't treat ourselves the way that he treated that man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, it's senseless because... All right, I need you to land for me, Michael. I need you to land for me. First of all, brother, you got a good point. Though I do not specifically agree that if we were the most self-loving, respectful people in the world, I still believe, as we always have, we have been attacked uh, by racial attacks ever since we came here from Africa, no matter how good we were. But your point is well taken, my dear brother. Today on April 9th, as you see on our websites, we have called for a National Day of Absence 
a day for us to stop the violence, a day today for black men to reach out to their sons and their brothers. And what about the women? This is the a mothers day. of this those sons and brothers. For all of our people. Uh. But it is a day here where we have called for no work, no school, and for our people to, to fast and to pray and to reflect on justice. No school? Really? I'm sorry. I'm a mom. I, 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 I don't go along with no school. But we have many schools of, on this specific issue of Trayvon Martin that on this day have, are walking out. Okay. Well. But not, but not walk, you're walking out specifically on the issue of justice for Trayvon Martin. And what we're saying is that this is a day and a time for us to spiritually reflect today on our mission. I did hear Trayvon Martin's mom saying that she was asking kids not to walk out of school. Because she, she wants us to protest and find other ways. Oh, I don't... Well, but I'm you know what? If those, that if those schools are doing methods. that and that's what, what they want to do, then good for them. This is a day them. of action for us. Gotcha. This day here. Got it. 5.57 in the morning. Jeff from Long Beach, you're on. Jeff, I need the really short version, if you would. Yes, ma'am. Brother uh, Malik Zulu, salam alaikum, black man. Glad to be here. And Sister Dominique, it's always a pleasure. I think both of you guys, like the brother said, is uh, fighting on the right foot for you know, what you're getting for. Everybody has their own capacity on how to work it. But I will say this, as a former person that was in the street doing what I wasn't supposed to do, I knew when I was on the playground as a little kid not to hit the biggest kid out there because he had strength. In other words, what I'm saying is, Peace is maintained by strength. We can pray for the devil all we want until we show that there will be something done, whether the legal system wants to do it or not. They will never, ever stop pressuring us. We have to have a kickback, and I like what Brother Malik Zulu did, brother. Salam alaikum. Hope to see you soon, brother. Malikum salam, you all. You know, uh, the basic intent of this conversation is to let you know that we're doing the best we can and that there are brothers and sisters in the struggle out here that have not given up and we're still out here on the front lines fighting. 5.58 in the morning. I really appreciate your coming in today. Well, coming in, coming in on the phone and speaking with us. Um, stimulating conversation. I know we'll be talking about it more on Hot Topic Tuesday. What would you leave us with this morning, Malik Zulu Shabazz? Just quickly, if you would. I would say that in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that three black people have been killed and many others injured in a, in a racially motivated hate crime as the news is coming in. And I would say it is time for our people looking at the violence in our community and the attacks we're facing here and abroad, that it's time for us to come together as a family and unite and to organize for the defense and the liberation of our people and that I'm here to play my part in my role and I'm willing to unite with any of our people who want to achieve that objective. I am your Serve it. Malik Zulu Shabazz, thanks for talking with us this morning. Thank you, Sister Dominique. We'll, we'll talk back soon, okay? Will do. ShabazzSpeaks.org is where you can find them, DominiqueDeprima.com, or of course, the always active KJLHradio.com is where you can find out more, get contact information. Probably we'll have a podcast up there linked to today's show. We've been doing that lately. Thank you, Jasmine Canick, for that. She's doing excellent work, as are Brenda Cadell and Antal Talib, who are on deck this morning. We got to go. As you go on your way about your day, let's take a moment to affirm ourselves. Let's take a deep breath in and let us release. 
Today, let me remember, wherever I am, God is. Fear wears many faces. If it is not love, it is fear. False expectations appearing real are not the truth. Faith will starve fear. Till next time, Radio Free Family, one love. KGLH, Compton, Los Angeles.